Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to another edition of Motor Man of Rudolph. This is Rudy Reyes, joined by Scott Morganroth, talking sports. That's right, we do that. We do that kind of thing because that's just who we are. That is what we do. Go throw us a follow at Take No Punches. Sorry about the abrupt music, but you might like that. And maybe I'd play it again. I don't know. Speaking of playing it again, you may have heard about it. You may have not, unless you're following the sport. March 26th is opening day around Major League Baseball. We're going to see a lot of teams and a lot of available uh, seats, obviously, available with some opening day games that everybody should really look out for. Of course, opening day would not be suited without talking about, well, the coronavirus behind that. We're not going to go into that. However, I will say this that it's going to affect people's mindsets when they attend these games, and that includes the NFL Draft, which is up and coming. Talking about Major League Baseball, Scott Morganroth here on At Take No Punches. Scott, I got a question for you. The 2020 regular season schedule's been posted. Do you think this coronavirus situation could affect the outcome of attendance throughout sporting events as now we're going to start getting into the NFL Draft season next month? as well as the opener of Major League Baseball just right around the corner. You know, I'll tell you what, Rudy, they're definitely uh, publicizing it as though it could be a bit of a problem. I've got a situation actually in my neck of the woods uh, dealing with Super Sebring, the 68th annual from March 18th to the 21st, 2020, and there's going to be probably two, 300,000 people 400 for that weekend. You know, so anytime you deal with a situation with a lot of large numbers, you just never know whether or not uh, that virus could be where it's at because my wife Candy Ebling told me the other day that JFK Hospital near uh, Boynton Beach, Florida had a couple of cases. So you don't know where this is going to pop up uh, anywhere. Of course, you have 50,000 what, depending on the venue. So it's entirely possible. Rudy, glad to be back uh, on our program. Yeah, this is definitely a regularly scheduled program. Every just throw us a follow. I take no punches, would you? You know, like it, love it, leave it, share it because we like that kind of thing. This is Rudy Reyes with Scott Morganroth. You know, Scott, I look at this outbreak of coronavirus, and to be honest with you, I think it will affect the outcome of attendances throughout Major League Baseball. We may see even a decline depending on people's mindsets, how they how they approach this, what will be their approach to this. They're going to walk in wearing masks. I mean, I just see this as being an issue where Major League Baseball is going to have to do something from a PR standpoint in order to help people be calm and to stay convinced that this is a contained situation and to follow safety precautions and things of that nature. And a lot of the opening day notation from who's actually starting, uh, we're going to start with the Orioles. They're going they're opening March 26th, so just in over two weeks away. The Cubs will make their third trip to Camden for a two-game series uh, against the Red Sox. To be honest with you, I don't know that – I don't know if the Red Sox are ready in, in Williamsport. Uh, obviously, this is where Little League World Series is held year after year after year. When I look at this game between the Orioles, how's that How's that going to look? Because we know the Cubs are, are actually really good 
during this time of year, obviously within the opening week within Major League Baseball. Well, I mean, right now, if you would have told me a year ago, I think they wouldn't have fared very well. But when you consider how many players that the Red Sox have let get away, you know, they moved on from David Price and Mookie Betts. The question is, is how further along are the Orioles in the rebuilding process? And then you have to wonder about the Red Sox in the regression process. So I think the gap could be a little bit narrow for sure. Well, yeah, because Mookie Betts and everybody, you you know, you have have Mookie Betts and, of course, uh, another famous Red Sox who headed over to Los Angeles just recently, which is going to be a little bit different. I, I can't I can't even imagine if you if you would have said this two weeks ago and said, well, Mookie Betts is going to be part of the Dodgers' hands down, I would have probably laughed because when you think of Mookie Betts, you don't think of the Dodgers. You think of the Red Sox or you think of some other team other than going from the East Coast to the West Coast. How is Mookie Betts going to do, do you believe, throughout this regular season? Is he going to show up all of a sudden? Is it a new environment where he feels revitalized in a different system? I mean, how do you think Mookie's going to fare in all of this? Well, Boston's a tough place to play. Anybody will tell you that, Rudy. You're under such a microscope with those fans that, you know, anything that of a pin drops, they're going to know about it. You know, whereas L.A. is, you know, you're from the Southern California area, right? So you know full well that things could be somewhat lax. That doesn't mean that with the amount of money that he's being paid, there won't be any less pressure because you got to remember, he's going from the American League to the National League. So as a result, when you go ahead and change leagues, the question is, is what kind of adjustment you can make based on, you know, years ago you have one place where you throw more off-speed pitches versus challenging the hitter. So, you know, some guys uh, adapt to it quicker than others. So I think he'll be okay with a change of scenery in L.A., I really do. Now, is he as is he going to hit for power numbers in L.A. versus that fan box called Fenway Park? That's anybody's guess. You know, does David Price pitch better in the National League than he does the American League? Because he's pitched in the American League throughout his entire career. Those are some things that are certainly interesting to find out as a. As time progresses. Well, Mookie Betts is a guy who did it relatively well for, I mean, his numbers have been kind of in decline, and we've seen that last year. He hit 180 balls. He only had 129 hits in 2018. Uh, he did a little bit better in, in those stats in 2019, but he averaged less at, at .295, whereas in 2018 it was .346. I mean, you can run the law of averages there, but at the end of the day, Mookie Betts is really going to have to step it up, I and mean, he was He's a fifth-round, 172nd pick, and born born in Nashville. Of course, he's probably back in Nashville right now, taking care of family that was affected by right. this uh, by these tornadoes that happened to land in a very unfamiliar type of situation. And of course, you have the Tennessee Titans doing their job there to help with those uh, with those efforts as well. When, right. when, you, when you look at Mookie Betts and the fact alone that Betts's career stats kind of speak for themselves. On base percentage is solid at, at almost. 3.8 again his average is 0.301 but overall I, I think he still has something left in the tank and I think he'll be he'll be able to show that in a new environment new system new coast is west coast the best coast some people say that east coast the best coast I think best coast and west coast kind of rhyme better than east coast but uh, nevertheless Mookie Betts definitely started out as one of those top top prospects being drafted in, in 2011. Now, make no mistake, he's been in the league for just a little under uh, 11 years, but I think that w- when you look at Betts and you look at the situation that, that, that he's in, um, and of course uh, the next 
game play tomorrow will be against the Colorado Rockies, who seem to be kind of struggling themselves. And a lot of teams are struggling right now. Pirates are struggling. They've only won two out of their last six in spring training. Yes, it's spring training. Okay, fine. Somebody throw the bucket of water on me in this. But I, I think that a lot of teams are really struggling right now, to be quite honest with you. Teams like the Pirates, teams that continue to find ways to lose in spring training. And I've kind of said this off the cuff a couple of times in regards to where, where the Pirates are and, and, and what they have and have not done. And pitching's never been the strongest suit. They did have some very solid components from a pitching standpoint, but year after year, they just seem to find a way to really be behind the eight ball and or even the baseball for that matter, considering that's what we're talking about in regards to on-base percentages, how many strikeouts, Chris Archer, they actually re-signed to additional extension, which doesn't bode very well for me, at least in my opinion. He didn't show enough last year to warrant any type of new monies paid. I, I just don't know that he's the ace that the Pirates need in that regard in order to make it a run. Uh, so as far as moving on to the next exact... Well, let me ask you, can I ask you a quick question first before we go on, okay? And that's this. Do you think that Mookie Betts' unsettling situation between the contract... And the trade rumors may have affected his performance last year with the Red Sox, where he goes into this year not having to worry about those off-the-field uh, business distractions. Because I kind of wonder if that plays into the mentality. Not that he's not being paid well enough, but, you know, you know anytime you have uncertainty, Rudy, you know, you, you kind of – everybody handles it in a certain way. I, I'm just curious to see what your thoughts about that are. You know, I think that whenever you talk about contract and, and, and you think about how that could – have any type of effect that the minute you put that in the same conversation is a minute that you can say that yeah it it still plays within a certain level of distraction within a player's mindset and for them yeah it, it's fine to be focused on on wins if you're a player in the, in the in major league baseball but i think more importantly when you when you think that you're do more than what you're being paid for and negotiations are ongoing and you're continually try to outprice yourself i think that was probably one of the main factors in regards other right. than the whole production aspect of why Betts was on the chopping block uh, and sent to los angeles however when you look at guys i'll, I'll give you uh, we just use chris archer as an example last year he posted a 5.19 era that is not good that is not right. good i don't care what team you're on i don't care how horrible they are that is not good you're paying this guy top money, and then it's almost it's almost as if this is a belief system with certain players in Major League Baseball. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Why do I say that? Right. I say it very clearly, openly, and honestly. These guys are getting paid with no cap. There's no cap in right. baseball. There's no cap. So these guys are being paid an exorbitant amount of money to not perform. And I've said this about NFL players. Jay Cutler comes to mind. All types of other people who have not shown consistently that they can get it done from a production standpoint. Chris Archer reminds me of that guy. Now, not to suggest that he's too old, not to suggest that he couldn't get any better, but to be quite honest with you, 5.19 ERA, when you average it out, 3.86 is still not good. 
on an annual basis. So when it comes to teams getting the right people, and I've said this before quite a few times, uh, this is Rudy Reyes with Scott Morgan at Take No Punches. Throw us a follow. We like it. Don't love it. Leave it. Share it because that's what we like. Chris Archer is one of those guys that reminds me of someone who wants to perform well, thinks that he's performing maybe not as good as the money indicates, but the numbers don't lie. I mean, he played in 23 games last year. He started in all 23 games. He pitched 119 roughly innings. He had 143 strikeouts. But, again, that ERA is what really overshadows everything. And not to further damn him by any stretch of the imagination, but he's three and nine. He was three and nine last year as a starter. You can't right. you can't have those kind of numbers and expect to be on this team. And again, it goes back to teams like the Pirates, and of course that is my favorite Major League Baseball team. But at the same token, right. it's it's year after year of complete and utter misery. Why? Right. Because Huntington fails to do what he has to do and pick up the guys he needs and other teams fall within that that exact paradigm as well i I, i've had michael michael McHenry on my show called well his nickname is the ford i'm I'm looking forward to having him back on again but he's he he was a former player for the rockies he was a player for for the pirates and of course he got his name the ford for obvious reasons because you can get through to home plate without him being in your face Ninety uh, percent of the time, you just didn't land there with a with an elbow or a finger or or anything else. Right. But overall, I've I've spoken about this with with him at length. One of the main things that stuck out to me, based upon what he says, and th- this is applicable, Scott, across the board. And you can agree uh-huh. with me or you cannot agree with me. But when when you look at players who deserve to be wearing that top of the line major league baseball uniform have all those types of environmental things that help positively spin their mentality into becoming athletes that that the teams those respective teams that have these guys on there you're expecting them to perform and perform well the problem is and again you can agree or disagree that there are a ton of players in major league baseball now not at the triple a not at the double a level but at the major league baseball at this highest most professional level possible that underperform and get overpaid year after year. Oh yeah. All right. Let me let me uh, preface a couple things. Talk about Chris Archer. All right. Five point one nine ERA in the National League. Item number one. Item number two. The Tampa Bay Rays had to know what they were doing when they moved on from him and sent him to Pittsburgh. And how did the Rays do last year, Rudy? They got in the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah. So you know, here's an organization that has probably less money than any of them. But somehow, some way, they find a way to compete, and they find a way to contend. So how do you justify it? A higher earn run average of over five in the National League, Rudy. How, want me to say it again? Okay, versus, you know, you have that pitcher hitting slash, you know, no DH. So, yeah, I, and then to preface your point, that Major League Baseball, though, why do you think the NFL doesn't like to have guaranteed contracts? Because they feel that everything should be done on a year-to-year basis, and, and you just laid it out for me nicely. Thank you, okay, that a lot of guys in the major leagues do underperform, and as a result, you're scrambling more, and you can't afford to get away with this over a 162-game season because you, you know, you, it's not like in the major league baseball you get in the playoffs with a 9-7 and seven record. Really. If you get to the playoffs in MLB, you earn it, okay? There's no shortcutting the process. You have a lot of games, and you'll find out who's good and who isn't. How many upsets have you really seen in Major League Baseball over the course of that sustained period of time? 
uh, that you know, I don't care about what happens when you get in the playoffs. When you get in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. But you can't fake it uh, in MLB over that uh, over a marathon like that, Rudy. No, no, you you definitely can't, and you can't even be considered to be part of the contention, regardless right. of what league you're in, regardless of what position you're in. If you're not playing to win, then you may as well not play at all. If you're right. if you're a Major League Baseball franchise and your designation is to go grab the guys that you that that you know that you've scouted. You've done your homework. You've done your research. Right. You've had conversations over and over and over and over again with the same kind of guys. Something can be said for guys like Chris Archer who continue to be overpaid and underperform. And maybe Major League Baseball should have a cap. They should have a oh, cap. Yeah. I think they should. Why? Because they're wasting money. They're wasting money on guys who continue to not perform year after year after year i understand that there's a farm system if there's a problem and they're not performing at this highest level possible you ship them back down just ship them back down it doesn't matter what they feel or how they feel you're not performing you got to go back to the minors and a story how many opportunities you're going to give guys like chris archer right how many opportunities it doesn't make any sense yeah, but good luck thinking you're going to get a cap in Major League Baseball when they fight over the luxury tax to begin with. I'm not disagreeing with you. Good luck. You're, you're talking about, the, Rudy, the strongest union in pro sports. The MLB uh, union is stronger than any of them, isn't it? So how do you think you're going to get one? So does that mean I don't agree with you? No, heck no, I totally agree with you. Now, do you think you send them down to the minor leagues? Yeah, you're still going to pay them a boatload of money, a guaranteed you're not going to pay him that much. You're, you're not going to pay him that much. There, there's no way. You're not going to pay a Major right. League Baseball player a contract. If they go back down to farm, let's say you sign them for three right. years, and all right. of a sudden you send them back down to farm, what are you going to do? Take that money away? You're stuck. Right. You're stuck. Exactly. That's why there needs to be a cap. If right. there's a cap, you're capping that person, whether they go to AAA or they stay in the majors. Which one is it? Now, originally, right. Chris Archer was drafted by the Indians. We know how horrible the Indians have been, and in, in not not in recent memory, but past, I don't know, give it an age of like 13 to 14 years. Haven't been right. very good. Only with their recent memory have they begun. Why? Because they recognize that players like Chris Archer and many others find their way out of playing in the major leagues, and that's why he was traded off, right? Tampa Bay. The, the list goes on and on. He didn't see any time at all whatsoever on the mound when he was with uh, Cleveland. However, I, I think more more importantly, I think it needs to be looked at, and I think a cap needs to be placed. Whether or not that that is logistical or not through other people's eyes in, in, in Major League Baseball, uh, whether it was um, Bud Selig or maybe in the NBA and, and, uh, and Adam Silver, maybe in the NFL with, with Roger Goodell, you know, everybody recognizes that these, these heads – of of the, their respective sporting uh, entities and groups recognize that perhaps maybe you need to put a cap on all this because they're just throwing money down the toilet with guys like Archer uh, who continue to underperform year after year. I mean, heck, his profile photo kind of says it all. It doesn't look very happy to me, but, you know, looks, right. lo- looks can be deceiving. Uh, I want to kind of move on here only for the simple fact that uh, there's just so much baseball to really talk about. It would take a three-hour show to go over all of it. Um, but we're going to stay on, on the topic of of larger gatherings, of things that are going on, events that are going to transpire. And one of those events uh, up and coming uh, is going to be in Las Vegas. If you don't know what that is, that you're not paying any attention to major sporting organizations like the NFL, uh, who plans on uh, continuing uh, to have the NFL draft. Why? For obvious reasons. It's a moneymaker. 
Uh, people get drafted. They're going to have a red carpet at the Fountains of Bellagio in Las Vegas. It's going to be a pretty decent event. I was at the 2018 NFL draft. Couldn't get to Tennessee, but uh, it's, it's, it's always a grand event. It's always a grand time. It's always fun. Uh, it's always great to, to look at these up-and-coming guys getting drafted first overall. Of course, they can be busts, and they cannot be busts. But I think, moreover, uh, that there was a first case found in southern Nevada of corona, this coronavirus, and you know could could affect things like the NFL draft. And we were talking about it from the onset of the show. This is Rudy Reyes, Scott Morganroth on Motorman and Rude Dog. Throw us a follow. I take no punches. Like it, love it, never leave it, but share it. Um, Scott, there's there, there's a lot of there's a lot of concern going on with this virus, and I and I think overall, sometimes predominantly from from what I understand, just based on numbers, that the NFL at any given time will see something to the effect of 60,000, 600,000 people or more because this is right. held on the floor of the Bellagio in the front of an outdoor event. Now, the NFL draft has never done an outdoor event, at least not to my recollection, and the fact right. alone that this is the very first and foremost in front of the Bellagio and on the Strip, I might add, on the 23rd of April through the 25th certainly begs the question of whether or not crowds will take to the NFL draft uh, and not have any concerns over the large crowds and not to gather this, you know, hyperbola paranoia and things of that nature. How concerned should fans be in regards to these types of close proximity uh, breathing situations with other media members breathing down other media members next on interviews? Well, I think they should be. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Concerned. Now, whether they are going to be concerned is another story. Whether well, they'll take it for granted they won't get it. But, yeah, anytime you, you said it yourself, Rude Dog, large crowds, right? So, you know, what, what's like going on an airplane? You know, you, some, when do most people get sick when they're flying on an airplane? And all of a sudden, uh, they come up with germs. So, you know, when you're dealing with germs and the probability of anything can happen, there's no question that the risk is so much higher with, with those particular numbers. Now, again, you're right. It is the first time where it's an outdoor event. So my question to you is, are you more concerned with an outdoor event or an indoor event when everybody's confined? Well, there, there's actually two ways that you can look at this. One of those ways is that, for, for for the most part, an outdoor event is just at an outdoor event. So what happens with with all that all that hot breath? It gets put in the air, right? right. So if let's just say one one person has it, and they don't know that they have it, that hot air is going to go in the air. Whereas in a a clo- enclosed building like in Arlington, 
but an outdoor event is probably the best thing they can have. An enclosed environment means that all that's going to travel and it's going to circulate throughout the air system. Right. And, of course, buildings like Arlington and everybody else may not be ready to have any type of, of you know, something of this magnitude to be considered to watch out for. So, you know, we need to change these to HEPA filters. I mean, you can't imagine how many filters there are inside of Arlington as an example. And furthermore, I don't know what, what people's mindsets are in regards to panic mode. Is, is someone who's coughing and is that not enough of an indication if someone shows up there with a cold that you're not going to want to get away from them? I, I, I think a little bit more is being made out of this, to be quite right. honest with you, from, from an outside standpoint. However, to be realistic, 233 confirmed cases and counting of COVID-19. And of course, there was one found here. I'm not trying to get political. I'm not trying to go news here, but it could ultimately affect outdoor engagements, indoor engagements, and other other states, other counties, other countries are limiting the amount of people that can actually attend such an event. Do you think the NFL right. may put a cap on this? Or if they can, or can they at all? Well, I think a lot of it has to be that we have to remember that the media is obviously going to dictate part of this too because anytime we get it in the media what's our job to do we deal with it in florida rudy with hurricanes there's panic all the time in our neck of the woods not that i want to sell you and janet all oh, come to florida it's all paradise and all that yeah it's those things called uh, hurricanes but when you talk about media hype and i think sometimes when you gauge the media hype then i think it becomes a reactionary type of thing where you adjust accordingly so what i'm saying is you look for trends if you don't think the trends are as bad then you don't worry. But right now, what is the NFL draft? I think like five, six weeks away. So you're going to have a lot of things going on between now and then. But you do have, don't get me wrong, Rudy. You do have to plan, okay? But there's a lot of things like opening day occurs before the NFL draft. What you hear about it with the media hype, not only regular media, but what about social media? You know, social media, you know, don't think that we both know that people aren't paying attention to it because they are. So. I think there's a lot of outside factors that really will factor into how it's all played out. It all remains to be seen. Uh, should the NFL stop the NFL draft in Vegas? Nah, not quite yet. I'd, I wouldn't put the brakes on it as of yet. However, uh, I would really, I'd really watch this situation closely. I'm sure the NFL is. There is, there is no doubt about that in, in my mind. But I definitely want to shift another gear, moving over to what's on tap in regards to other other sports and and of course the nba being being one of them steph curry came back last night for the first time obviously it's been in a long time as the golden state warriors found themselves in a situation without Stephen curry in very formidable fashion i must say last night he just put on a serious performance i seen him with his dual colored shoes and neon uh green i think neon green and pink but last night he absolutely just laid it on the line i mean he put it all out there on display, Clay Thompson still scheduled to come back, but I think more importantly, these totals for not very good. When you look at the amount of uh, of time that he spent, thirty four, you know, almost thirty five minutes on the floor, he was almost forty eight percent, which is kind of an average for him, regardless of whether he's played fifty games or or seventy games or even eighty games for that matter. Right. The amount of time that Steph Curry's been able to really drop dimes. He came back in a full-blown vengeance, an almost 41% field goal percentage, which speaks to his to his credit and the amount of and an amount of free throws. He was perfect from the line last night. A lot of the great things I've seen from Steph Curry and the type of energy that he brought with him because everybody balled out. 
losing effort perhaps, but he still balled out and really did everything right to get these guys in the gear to get this team back on page and play with such pizzazz as you watched last night against the Toronto Raptors. A lot of things about the Toronto Raptors I didn't like. They Defensively, they allowed players to enter the paint with guys like Ibaka, who's such a dominant force. It was kind of a shame to see driving to, to the paint. Of course, that would have been Gold State's plan, but they really did everything that they could in order to really stay competitive, especially at the latter part of the game in the fourth quarter, knowing that they were down over 10 points uh, certainly stands to reason. Uh, and, and, of course, without guys like Clay Thompson and uh, the, the other splash, well, I guess you only have half a splash when you have Steph Curry on the floor. But half a splash better than no splash. I'll say that much. But overall, not very good for Golden State. From a seasonal standpoint, there are 14 wins, 49 losses. 49. I don't remember the last time outside of having Clay, outside of having um, all the, the bench depth that, Gold State has had throughout the last five, seven years with, with Steve Kerr at the helm. They're only, you know, 0.22 in winning percentage, and they're over 35 games. I mean, look, the bottom line is is that they're at the bottom of the list uh, overall when it comes to percentages, win-loss. They've won a game at least last night against Toronto. Where do you see where do you see Golden State moving from here? What do they do with Clay Thompson? How do they? Of course, not really my neck of the woods. I'm from Southern California. Golden State's up towards San Francisco and the Bay Area. But when you look at Golden <laughs> State, what do you see them doing in the offseason? I mean, what are they going to do in order to get back to that championship caliber bench depth and 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 mentality in the following you know following season? Well, I see Clay Thompson definitely coming back. You know, this team has been decimated by injury, and they're a fraction of what they were. And then what did they make that one uh, addition? Uh, what was it, uh, Wiggins that they added? So yeah, they, Andrew Wiggins was uh, on fire last well, night, absolutely. Yeah, well, so you have Andrew Wiggins. And, of course, you're going to have a good draft choice. Uh, you would think they're going to have a pretty good draft choice. So it's a tough year for them. Kevin Durant left. And, of course, Andre Iguodala. I think few people realize the leadership qualities that he possessed. So, yeah, yes, indeed, there were some subtractions that went. near snake bitten by injury. So, you know, how long will it take for them to compete? I don't know. If Curry's playing a full season, does he go out there and uh, factor in their 30, 35 wins versus where they are now? It's anybody's guess. But, you know, you, you open up a brand-new building and you're this bad. What is it called? The Chase Center, I think it is, or whatever the Chase Arena is out there. So I, I think they'll be okay. I think Steve Kerr is definitely the right coach for them. And, you know, you just sometimes you have to take a step back. But, they've, but, you know, he's got that honeymoon period where he's won a lot, so I don't think ownership will really panic that much. I think the Warriors will be fine in the next year or two. They just need a couple more core players, and they need to stay healthy. I don't think it's as bad in Golden State as most people think. The record kind of indicates what they're, what they're doing. Are they, are they tanking? Absolutely not. Steve Kerr doesn't believe in that stuff, and I've heard many interviews right. with, with, with Steve Kerr. And the most important thing about Kerr and about his mentality is that he's really able to pull these guys together, get the right components. Clay Thompson will definitely be back. Of course, the commercial keeps floating around where you see the surgical incision on his left knee. Uh, that is so obvious. And the competitor in him doesn't allow for that to overtake his his path of being, you know, a two-time NBA champion. Um, of course, the the other part of the splash, the splash bubble with Steph Curry on the floor. Clay Thompson 
is a willful participant in the cheerleading section for Golden State right now, as well as he should be because he, he's not even close. Uh, he's still part of the rehab uh, situation, trying to get ready for the following season. If Golden State continues to lose, and I'm just going to put this out there, if they continue to lose, sure. they're going to have a really good draft positioning headed into the following year's NBA draft. So I would really pay attention to that and look at that a little bit closely. On the other end of the spectrum, you look at the L.A. Lakers, who are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Interestingly enough, if they win this game, and I'm not going to say they will, but if they win this game, of course, I'm from Southern Cover. This is my neck of the woods. This is, this is where I see the rubber meeting the road. And when I say that, I mean the Lakers are 47-13. They're almost at playing at 800. They've won two in a row. And if they win tonight against Milwaukee, which is going on on ESPN, not that I'm plugging them in, but this could put them in the first position in the West overall. And, of course, we right. know that time is ticking to where we get to the latter part of the season where all these games matter. Every single win right. matters. They won against the Pelicans 122-114. to 114. The night before, uh, the night after that, one twenty to one hundred seven. They basically put a wax on uh, Joel Embiid. Embiid. Uh, Go ahead. Pronounce it all day long, anyway. Embiid. Embiid. Embiid rhymes with indeed, but they didn't get it done. So indeed to the Lakers yeah, for happened. getting it done. And to be honest with you, there's so many great things to like about this Lakers team right now. I'm not going to go on a big Lakers tire, uh, tire, but I look at it like this: the Lakers have pretty good odds right now to end up in the NBA Finals. Now, I know that out there in Florida, when you look at teams that are in that general area and none really come to mind, at least not, not that I know, but the Marlins don't even come close to a winning franchise by any stretch of the imagination. However, the Lakers being number one in the West with guys like Anthony Davis who continue to put on display night after night, yeah, there are some misses. And I think more importantly, when you look at LeBron James with almost 11 assists per game speaks to Speaks to his credit, other than that mind botch and boggle when I just shook my head and said, wait a minute, he just double dribbled into court. And that ball went right back uh, to to the Pelicans. Of course, Pelicans in a very losing effort in that game. Do you think that the Lakers could be the number one seed headed into any playoff scenario? Well, I got to tell you this. You're a Lakers guy, and I'm an adopted Milwaukee guy because that's where I have family. So it's very possible that I could end up finding myself in a situation that I'm actually pulling for the Bucks, you know, so the Bucks and the Lakers. And when you look at the logistics of both of them, once upon a time in the 70s, these teams, Kareem Aljo-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, played for both those organizations. So I think the key for the Bucks is they got to get around the Miami Heat and be able to get to the finals, first and foremost. Who knows what's going to happen in the West? I don't know how deep it is. I like the Lakers easily getting through the West. I don't see a whole lot of teams challenging. But the Bucks have to finish the deal. And you know what? Don't sleep on the Toronto Raptors either. Don't do it. There's, the Bucks have more competition and hurdles in the East than I think the Lakers do in the West. And when, what happens when the Bucks and the Lakers go ahead and play one another? It's anybody's guess. And with the NBA playoffs being longer than the baseball season, who knows what will ever happen anyway. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I would really like to see the Lakers take the West and, and to be able to get forth and forward into a place where most people didn't even think, didn't even think at all whatsoever that they would be there where they're at right now. And I like the doubt aspect. I like the doubt factor. But the minute they're talking about bringing AD in a free agency to Los Angeles, that was just an absolute perfect fit. I mean, absolute perfect fit. And it's, and it's shown that. Why? Because LeBron James 
and AD had already had conversations prior to AD's arrival. If anybody don't know who AD is, you're missing the boat. Anthony Davis, of course, this is Rudy Reyes, not Anthony Davis. Uh, talk with Scott Morgan, we're out to take no punches. Go give us a follow. We're just on for a few more minutes, but I just wanted to touch on this for a minute, that LeBron James felt as though when he believed that AD was coming to the Lakers, he bumped up conversation. He bumped up the, the sellability, right? Because, of course, we know Kobe Bryant passed, and, and my heart goes out to the Lakers organization, his wife, his kids, of course, everybody else that was on board on that fateful day on that, on that helicopter, and I have a show to that effect. Everybody can go check out on the com. But it would have been Kobe Bryant to have a conversation with, with Anthony Davis if it wasn't, if it wasn't LeBron. So either right. way, either way you go regardless – I think the AD was eventually going to be over, was going to come over to the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. Well, true. I mean, again, you know, if Davis wanted it there now, I guess the only thing is, all you guys can say about him is he'll probably re-sign with them. That's what he wanted badly. And, and James definitely had the superstar. But again, you're talking about a team that's playing at a high level. James has done a pretty good job trying to say, hey, you know, we're trying to uh, honor Kobe, but maintain the focus of what they're trying to do. And that's when a championship, which that organization has done an awful lot of doing. So, you know, I guess I don't follow the league as much as I used to because of the drama. But let's not kid ourselves. It is one of the four major sports. And, you know, again, you're talking about NBA TV ratings dropping. They're trying to do different things to spark interest. But I think if you really want to see a high ratings final, okay, I believe that a lakers Bucks series would definitely blow the TV ratings out of the water for a lot of the old-timers that are have a chance to see these two teams renew acquaintances many years ago. I think that would be very beneficial to the league. You have Giannis and the couple, and yes, I'm finally getting that one right for James against LeBron James and some of the supporting cast. I mean, you have a potential making Rudy for a seven-game series. You really do, providing Milwaukee gets there. Because everybody thought they would steamroll over Toronto. And what happened? Uh, the Raptors said, no, Canada, instead of, oh, Canada. Okay, no, Canada's going to get to the finals against the War- Warriors and not the anticipated matchup that a lot of people thought was going to occur and occur, of course. No, and that brings up a really good point is that Milwaukee is one of those teams that was just, you know, they're right there, they're right there, they're right there, and all of a sudden they fall off. What happened? Right. Nobody knows. That was last year. This is this year. I like right. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The, the problem that I have is when you're talking about Rookie of the Year, when you talk about uh, NBA MVP of the year, I'm still going with LeBron James. And there's a, there's a couple reasons I'm going to outline, and then we're going to cut this off. But sure, the, LeBron James has been a force on the court. He may not do it in the fashion that he used to, but he's already won championships. Giannis hasn't been there yet. Yeah, he's been in the playoffs. He hasn't won a championship yet. Uh, LeBron James does so much off of the court. I'm not going to state that Giannis doesn't, but I know this. LeBron James making a difference in everybody's lives. Yeah, okay, so fine. He speaks at a turn, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who has not right. found themselves in a situation where they speak at a turn and now they have to back up and say, oh, my bad. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. LeBron James did that, but at the same token, that that's not take away from the fact that he has been the – the complete cylinder and, and cog of this Lakers team, just just like Giannis right. has, and what he means to Milwaukee, what he's done for the Bucks and that organization up to this point. But I think that when you look at when you look at the Lakers as a whole, they have all the pieces. They really do. Milwaukee right. has Giannis, and they have a couple others. But 
I mean, this is a very deep bench for the LA Lakers, having Caruso, having guys to step in off the bench to make that impact, whether it's defense, offense, or both, for that matter. I, I think that LeBron has an overall better game on both ends of the court and has shown it consistently year in and year out. I'm going with LeBron as my M- NBA MVP. Regardless of what happens in the rest of the season, just like we thought that maybe Patrick Mahomes was going to win the MVP for the NFL, it wasn't, th- it wasn't so. It was Lamar Jackson who ended up being that. So be- because of what he brings, right? So, again, we're talking about individuality in a professional right. sporting organization that allows for you to be that key cog. And Lamar Jackson, deservedly so, NFL MVP at a pleasure interview in 2018. And furthermore, LeBron James should be the eventual MVP uh, for the NBA when it's all said and done, regardless of what happens. Yeah, let me give you my take on that, and I'll tell you why. I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. Uh, Even though I think Giannis will eventually get an MVP, you got to remember, LeBron James is older right now, and he's possessed. Anytime you have older and you're possessed and you're trying to win a title, now in three cities, okay, one one in Miami, two in Miami, and he pulled it off in Cleveland, which probably gets him a statue out there when things cool down. But to win it in L.A., anytime a player can win it in not one, not two, but three towns, that does say a lot. So, you know, yeah, the Lakers have definitely uh, been faced with a lot of adversity, but I would give LeBron the edge this time. I really do. He's been a stabling force there. But he's a heck of a player. He is, and that would be his fourth championship. He's got three. But, you know, again, I, if I give it to him, Rudy, it's only because of this. The man is older, and he's playing at a high level. That would be my justification for giving James the MVP. Fair enough, fair enough. There it is. Scott Morgan Roth, Rudy Reyes. Scott, any uh, any last final uh, words for today? Yeah, well, yeah what I, the final words is for all you folks out there, please uh, follow us at Tribune South, the South Florida Tribune. You can see a lot of our content on www.southfloridatribune.com. We've actually added the Florida Gators as one of our media distribution partners, the biggest uh, school in the state of Florida. And we have a lot of great uh, columnists at, as well as our broadcast division, where we have seven shows, this one included, uh, Motorman and Root Dog. And we love doing this. It's a lot of fun bringing you the best entertainment energy out there. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be partnering up with Rudy Reyes on the Root Dog Show. We had a great run at Miami, uh, getting some things accomplished for the Root Dog Show. And we just enjoy doing this. Uh, you know, I couldn't think of a better partner to be lined up with than you, Rudy Reyes. But, yeah, go to www.southfordertribune.com. You want to follow me on uh, Twitter, my personal page. It's at scoop, S-C-O-O-P, uh, with five threes. One, two, three, four, five. Five threes. And like the uh, South Florida Tribune on Facebook as well. So that should give you a lot of updates to follow. So that's what, what I got to say. Great, great show, Rude Dog. We covered a lot of bases covered a lot of sports and looking forward at Tony Kornheiser would say doing it better the next time. Well, there's always better the next time. Well, I appreciate the kind of words. Thank you so much for coming on. It's Rudy Reyes with Scott Morgan Roth on at Take Don't Punches, Motorman and Rude Dog. Throw us a follow, like it, love it, never leave it, share it because we like that kind of thing. And I and mean thing, not just thing, it's thing. So There you go. That's what you call it out there, thing. But subscribe and download. I, uh, if nobody can't learn anything from us, well, then we didn't do our J-O-B, but I'm confident everybody will. I do, I do as well, very much so. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we're going to sign out. Until next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.